Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to Brainwash Yourself, the podcast where we design our consciousness to co-create heaven on earth. We're so happy to have you here. My name is Callista and I'm here with my co-host Annika. Hey everybody. And we're going to get started a little different. We're trying to get a little more personal on the podcast, so we thought we'd implement a new tradition test run it try it out of just sharing like at the beginning of these episodes what has personally been on each of our minds in terms of what we're working on when it comes to brainwashing ourselves individually so i cannot wait to hear what annika is brainwashing herself toward (laughs) oh my gosh i love it i know that a few episodes ago we did an episode on the quantum cocoon just like feeling very much in the void state and not really knowing what is going to come next in life and I feel like this is a super common collective occurrence for people just like in our lifetime it's you know we don't always have absolute crystal clear vision on where everything is going and I think it's just like a natural part of the journey of life so I think what I am focusing on like implementing in real time right now is being okay with that and actually taking it as a nudge to just be present and not think like not try to think my way into knowing what's going to be coming next not trying to think my way into clarity because I don't think that that it that's even the means to get to the place of clarity I think it's kind of just the sitting in the void the being present the being still and honestly now that I'm talking about it just like enjoying moment to moment life and not feeling as if there is some incessant need to figure out a next move but rather just trusting that when it's time for that move to be made it'll come to me so I think that the brainwashing self myself to trust that it will all come in perfect timing and that these in-between pockets you know to just be present and to enjoy them and to get into the mode of receiving and awe and wonderment and all of these things so that's my update how about you Callista? I love it mine is not so different especially when it comes to the not thinking that's like really something I'm working on and there's many facets to it I have been learning studying exposing myself to different ideas and topics that do relate to the pod in a way like I've been very into researching different galactic 
topics like my star seed origins, which we've talked about on the podcast, and different quantum topics like we'll kind of talk about in today's episode of Collective Ascension of how in general we're transitioning from kind of a linear way of thinking into a more quantum one and thinking in general is just very linear and it's kind of like I nerd out on all these topics so so much and I love to study them and talk about them and listen about them and read about them and watch about them but it's kind of like am I really applying what I'm learning and like walking the talk and so much of it is not thinking being present and just perceiving in the moment how I feel from my heart center and feeling in my body like feeling my bones and when it comes to even thinking how much of it is worrying or reflecting on the past or thinking about something that's just noise instead of like using the power of the imagination to like visualize my wildest dreams and what I would want to be generating because our thoughts have so much power and then the other factor of it is like my screen time is so so high and yeah a lot of it is subliminals and affirmations and like high vibe content that I'm studying but at a certain point I need to give my body time to integrate and process and just being quiet and being open to receiving messages from God from my angels and my spirit guides and my higher self so I'm definitely working on the same thing of like if ever I am thinking it should be using like my magical, fantastical imagination. So yeah, I just wanna take more time away from intaking stimulation, spend more time just in stillness and using my imagination. Love that. Yeah. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Okay, so that's it for our personal updates, and today we have a very quantum topic to be discussing with y'all. So, Callista, do you want to tell us about what it is? Yes, collective ascension. I feel like this is something that we kind of take as like a building block, like a given when we're even discussing many of the topics we've talked about in previous episodes. It's like, why do we even think that offering all of these insights is a benefit to you guys? Like, why would we think that, like, we're all going through this ascension process? And the fact is, we do think that. Like, we do think that we're going through a collective ascension process for all of us as beings on earth and it's like why do we think that we want to break it down for you guys so we're all like on the same page um in terms of why we might be experiencing similar things as a collective even though all our experience is unique And there's a lot to it. A lot of it has to do with 
photonic energy. Photons, they are subatomic particles. And in terms of what we know collectively and scientifically, they're basically like the smallest measurement of energy, like light energy, electromagnetic energy. Photons can be kind of generated by electrons and they're like these tiny little energy packets that just like any subatomic particle they can be viewed as a particle or a wave depending on the observer and they have no mass they're massless and they can have varying degrees of energy contained in relation to their wavelength and their frequency. So the amount of energy I read online is like inversely proportional to the photon's wavelength, which the wavelength is like inversely proportional to the frequency. So basically the higher the frequency um, of energy contained in these like particles, wavelengths, the higher did I say the higher the frequency is, the more energy there is. So everything, you know, according to quantum physics can be perceived as particles or it can be perceived as just energy. So if everything is being comprised of this energy and if for some reason we're being exposed, which we are, we'll get into it, to more and more photonic energy, that is going to be raising our collective frequency. And it's kind of like there's no there's no start and end to the cause and effect. Like it can be vice versa too. As our frequency raises, we are just going to be exposed in our awareness to more and more photonic energy, kind of like light energy. Um so yeah, and the fact is, like looking into it, there's something called the photon belt, which there's like a star. It's a very galactic topic, but there's a star called Alcyon. It's in the Pleiades, which Annika's a Pleiadian star <laughs> seed. And um, Alcyon is like always in this photon belt. And I think emanates like this photon belt that we're talking about, like a lot of this super high energy like blast of all these photons is kind of emanated by this star Alcyon like the brightest star in the Pleiades and every 11,000 years our sun because you know the Milky Way is rotating like we're rotating around the sun the sun you know has its own movement patterns as well everything's always moving and every 11,000 years the sun enters and spends 2,000 years in this photon belt, getting closer and closer to Alcyon. And it's just so much photonic energy for all of us as collective beings to integrate. It's like we're getting blasted by these high, high energies and our frequency is raising. And it, people will talk about the collective ascension and we've talked about before the 5D, it's like we're going from this 3D consciousness as a collective into this 5D consciousness and beyond. And it's a huge, huge change because 
linear time is a construct within the 3D. And when we expand past that into the 5D, because we're integrating all this energy, it becomes this quantum experience. And it's very comprehensive. Like our bodies, our minds go through huge changes and transformations as a result of this process. So that is what we wanted to kind of talk about today. Yes. Yeah, I love this. I feel like I have been operating from this headspace for so long that I hadn't even thought about breaking it down as a foundational topic. So thank you, Calista, because I do think it's really important. You know, um, we're all in different places in our lives and may or may not be familiar with these concepts. And they're talked about, you know, the specifics are talked about a little bit differently through like many ancient traditions. But what's very interesting is that a lot of the ancient wisdom traditions that like we know of on our planet, many of which I am not familiar with, but some of them I am from like the Mayans and the Mayan calendar, the um, yogis and the rishis who also had all of this stuff mapped out in the Vedas and um, in their incredibly ancient system of astrology uh, called Jyotish. And they actually came up with these, came up with, downloaded, however they came about it, they have this uh, system called the Yugas. And it's basically these times on the planet when there, it's basically different ages. Like if we think about how we've maybe heard of the golden age, we've heard of the dark ages, all of these things. And the way that this is described is just that this, you know, our planet is on an orbit that gets, as Calista was saying, closer and closer to the central sun. And that basically shifts the amount of light and energy, which is essentially consciousness that's entering the planet. And uh, this affects the consciousness that we're able to hold as humans. It also affects our DNA and the way that is it is expressed. And from the yogic teachings, essentially what's happening is that like we are on the ascension, on our way closer and closer um, to this place where we're going to re- be receiving more and more light onto the planet as time goes on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So we are on, as we talk about often, the upward spiral. There's more consciousness coming onto the planet that's available for us to open ourselves up to and to download. There's more opportunities for every single person everywhere to expand their consciousness, to become more and more aware of their own power, of their own connection to life itself, uh, our oneness with each other. And, you know, this leads, when we say like greater awareness, awareness. It's like when you start to expand your awareness beyond just yourself as an individual and like your ego and like your own thoughts and you start to be able to expand your consciousness wider and like connect to the oneness of all that is. Like if we're each a cell, a part of a body and you're able to start to obtain the consciousness of the body as a whole, 
it's super interesting because the the capacity you have to flow with life and to like know what's coming and to like know where your optimal next move is, your place in the entire song that's being played increases. And I think that leads to like a lot more of like a magical and fulfilling existence and kind of takes us away from like a lot of the frequencies our planet has been stuck in for a long time, which have to do with um, self being, you know, being self-serving, greed, violence, and, you know, kind of a lot of, I think it's all birthed from fear, honestly, Uh, the ability to kind of like sacrifice another for one's own well-being when your consciousness expands beyond just yourself and you start to realize that you are connected to the whole and you are the other it's like almost like violence and things like that become impossible because you're you you are aware of the fact that you're just doing it to yourself so this is all like such a beautiful thing and I think a reason why we talk about so many different like tools and practices for becoming fully responsible for oneself is because that's like a huge part of this collective ascension is the fact that we're all like on this journey to realizing that we can be responsible for our own consciousness, our own energy, our uh, thoughts, our being, and like the more that we improve, that we feel better, that we do better, that we live in harmony with ourselves, our own souls, and the collective whole, uh, we're actually not just serving ourselves, but, like, everything we are connected to, because, like, we're all this giant web, and, like, even on this planet, like, I believe that, like, our frequency and everything that happens here ripples out collectively and affects, you know, galaxies, universes, star systems beyond, because everything is connected, like, in this giant web of light, and when you activate and you take self-responsibility. It's like you could be activating some someone that like you never met, you've never uh, heard of before. And that's, again, why we share what we share on this podcast, because we believe like we're all here and we're all doing this together. And as this energy continues to enter the planet, we all continue to wake up on our own ways, which I believe are very unique. Like I've heard there, you know, however many billion people there are on this planet, there are that many different, unique, like snowflake spiritual journeys and journeys in consciousness. But a lot of them have similar threads throughout where we wake up to these similar universal truths and all in our own like flavor of a way. And so as I said, as like this consciousness is becoming more accessible, like there are things that we can do to receive it, to integrate it, and to, like, work with it. And so that's a lot of what we're into exploring, you know, um, meditating. It's almost as if, like, we, if you ever go to, like, a sound bath, and the whole point of a sound bath is to 
I, I mean, there are many. It's like the, the sounds they'll play in a sound bath are like very high frequency, very healing. It's like if we're all sound, it's to kind of reset the whole body, to clear any uh, dissonance in the cells, to bring the body back to resonance and harmony, to clear away any stress. And it's they always say like the more you relax, the more you're going to be able to receive the healing frequencies and allow everything that needs to be released to move through you. Or if you go to the teachings of the law of attraction and Abraham, they always talk about um, allowing source energy to move through you and like do its thing and to like trust in source energy and rely on source energy. And I think so much of that has to do with being relaxed and open and being a clear channel. And I think this relates back to beautifully what you were talking about at the beginning, Callisto, which is like the whole not thinking, but just opening yourself up to work with the energies that are life. And so anyway, what I was going to say is that uh, meditation is a huge one. We've talked a lot about meditation here. You know, we've talked about kundalini yoga, which is like an inner energy technology. Um, Like I was just mentioning sound bath, any kind of sound technologies, like finding those moments of stillness and peace and the things that make you feel good and relaxed and open and loving and compassionate and connected. It's like, all of these things, it all comes back to energy. Like how can we be moving up from like our lower chakras, places of like maybe uh, fear, scarcity, all of these things like up into the heart, this like open space of like love, compassion, connection, and then even higher, like, you know, into the upper chakras where we can start experiencing you know, knowing what's going to happen before it's going to happen or like telepathically communicating with the people that you love. That actually is another part of this process, the ascension process. It's kind of like from the lower chakras up into the higher chakras. You know, we've been in lower chakra energy for a long time on this planet where it kind of has all been about like resources and, um, security and fear and fighting. And like, we're kind of moving up into this space of realizing that we're all connected and then being able to like live in this connected space where um, even in the upper higher chakras, like the throat, the third eye, the crown, and the crown is ultimately the place of feeling like totally connected to the oneness that we all are. And so I think when you are trying to envision what the collective ascension is and you know a little bit about the chakras we have a whole episode on the chakras that you can listen to um it's it's kind of imagining like going from like the lower chakra up to the higher chakras but there's a reason we move through them from the bottom up because they're all important uh so yeah those are my yeah that's really interesting i mean the chakra system is so cohesive there's never going to be one that's left behind and there's even people who can have their higher chakras be overactive and even as we continue on this path of collective ascension it's like we're going from this linear mind state 3d linear construct to this quantum holographic construct and we've talked about the holographic universe theory And it makes a lot of sense what Annika was saying about how we're all so connected. On a hologram, 
every single data point contains all the information of the whole entire hologram and so in the same way any single data point contains all the information of any other data point and if you transform one it has like this holographic ripple effect through the entire collective and it's almost like this series of like macrocosmic to microcosmic spaceships where as we're like traveling through space our consciousness in this current incarnation has a little body spaceship like our body is like our spaceship that we're traveling through and our bodies are on this earth spaceship like earth is like our ship that we're all living on and traveling on as a collective and at the same time each of our bodies is a holographic reflection of the earth and as we are in this collective ascension process the vibration of the earth is raising and like the vibration of our body is reflecting that it's like organic spaceships that is like holographic reflections of other organic spaceships and some people will say that the 3d earth is like Terra and then the 5d earth is like Gaia and we go from interacting with the earth as something that has like old paradigm 3d common way of thinking is like humans are alive you know with consciousness and we can think and feel but like a rock is dead (laughs) basically for lack of a better word or like never was alive in the first place but as we ascend and perceive like Gaia as this like living being who we interact with and who we're like an inseparable part from it's like we can start to see how the water has a consciousness like the trees have a consciousness the rocks have a consciousness and our root chakra is what connects us to Gaia and to for it to be blocked and for it to be um underactive or overactive even is to be like Annika was saying like greedy worried about resources not having enough feeling scared unsafe in the body for it to be healthy is what connects us to the earth same with even going up you know the second chakra if it is blocked, underactive, we're holding on to a lot of like trauma and shame, but if it is to be healthy and flowing, that is a beautiful part of our experience to experience like these emotions in our bodies. And as we ascend collectively, we're not leaving the body. The body's coming with us. And um, the solar plexus, it can be 
more unhealthy in a way that we try and exert like power and dominance over others or it can just be this healthy energy center that generates our confidence and just expressing our own unique energy signature because we're all so unique and then we get up into the heart and that's kind of like what connects these more human earthly aspects of our experience up to these like less dense aspects of our consciousness of like our thoughts our beliefs our intuitions like our spiritual connections and I feel like the whole thing about this ascension process is it's like this journey out of density out of distortion out of separation so it's like Density is really interesting because we can think of really dense materials like heavy metals, like aluminum and iron. And even those most dense materials, if you were to look at them from the quantum physics perspective, is mostly just empty space and energy. Like if you, I mean, technically you should be able to just like pass right through a metal wall if you're able to like line up the gaps in like your atomic makeup with the the gaps in these atoms and these denser denser materials but thinking about them how like we usually would it's like I feel like this is like a scene in a movie or something but if you imagine a spaceship that's made of like a dense dense metal like iron and it's heavy and it starts to speed up and speed up and go closer and closer to the speed of light it's integrity is going to start to suffer like it's going to start to break because those dense dense materials cannot move at those speeds they're too heavy and that is like a lot I think of the physical ascension like our body the more we hang on to like this density this distortion this separation like the harder it is for our body to integrate these increased energies and increased light quotients. And it can just start to kind of fray at our consciousness, but that's a part of this collective ascension is just like Gaia is evolving from Terra. Like we are evolving in our consciousness of our own bodies, these like organic spaceships that our spirit lives in from solid or like even sometimes like heavy like containers that can kind of start to weigh us down at times to these crystalline light bodies that have such a much higher light quotient than we've been used to in the past which can bring symptoms like people will talk about ascension symptoms and on the old paradigm it's things that like might seem like a sickness but on the new paradigm like we're just shedding things shedding like the more dense aspects of ourselves so we can have these like less dense organic spaceships that we can kind of keep up with the energy that 
we are participating in, like as a collective on earth. And there's a lot to it. Like when it comes to even the linear time construct that we're leaving behind, like, and this construct of separation that we're leaving behind, which causes a lot of distortion because separation and linear time are just like illusions. And when we're clinging and attaching to those illusions in our consciousness, like things become very distorted in order to make sense, but it still like doesn't. And so as we're like speeding up and integrating like such a high light quotient, like a lot comes to the surface in terms of emotions that we're like attaching to from the past that like as we continue to hold on to them become like denser and denser and more and more calcified and like more and more challenging to process and release. Um, so that is just an aspect of the collective ascension for everyone is just like a lot coming up for release in terms of things that we've been holding on to from this old paradigm that are just like so dense kind of like I was talking about like a spaceship made of like iron that's like speeding up and speeding up to the speed of light like these denser part of ourselves like need to crack off and be left behind and it's okay because our light body is is still going to be there and our consciousness is still going to have its organic spaceship. And it's really, really interesting because even like Christina the Channel or this lady, Livia Devi, like they have talked about how they went through this very intense process of light body reconstruction, even down to like their bones being, like their skeletal systems being upgraded into these like less dense structures that aren't as bound by time constructs. And I think that's going to start happening to a lot of us. And I think it's eventually probably going to happen to all of us. So it's like very, very interesting times when like almost everything we once knew of like how time works, how matter works, how our bodies are and how things have always been. It's like, it's all up for reevaluation and transformation as we're just like moving forward into this like quantum holographic experience where there's like so much photonic light coming in to be integrated totally yeah 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 and i think It's so fascinating because all of this energy coming onto the planet and the light quotients increasing and like this causing, you know, a lot to stuff to come up for us individually and co collectively. I feel like it just gives some context to, mm -hmm. you know, all of our personal experiences and when things come up and when things arise, rather than looking at these things as 
you know, potentially a failure for like not being aware or evolved enough to not have this thing come up anymore or, you know, as a bad thing, as a frustrating thing from more of a victim mindset, but to see it as a positive clearing that if we have these triggers, if we have these emotional feelings, if we go through these different stages and even when it gets really physical, like our body's tired, we're needing a lot of rest, all these things are happening and like maybe it's something that we could feel instead of looking at it from a place of something's wrong with us, but just like know that we're all on this really powerful journey that's actually something that is at a point in time that hasn't happened in, you know, maybe in like recent years to this, like, you know, a hundred years ago, like in your parents' age, like what we are living now is different than anything that's happened before in our lifetime. And Mm -hmm. so when we have these experiences that feel unique and that we might feel we require a lot more uh, self-care, processing, et cetera, than other people we know or than in like times that came before us, like just knowing that it's all natural and it's all beautiful. And like the more we can tune into the energetics behind it all and how we can be processing through the energy and taking care of our own energy and doing what we need to do to like release any stagnant energy emotions you know they say the only way out is through like you gotta feel it to heal it and the more that we can be present with the energy is present with ourselves and like kind of open to like walking through it and not running from it is one of these ways that I was talking about previously and that like we're part of the process of ascension is like taking full and complete self-responsibility for one's own energy, for one's own thoughts, for one's own actions and for one's own life. So that is kind of just, I think, the simplest tool throughout the journey. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to read a little bit more about, you know, I love I love to read about how people talk about this ascension process. Mm-hmm. And you know the Mayan calendar officially like this round of the Mayan calendar like officially like, ended in 2012 December 21st of 2012 and a lot of people talked about 2012 being you know some people talked about it being the end of the world, some people talked about it being like the birth of a new age, the golden age and um there were even some people who talked about it being uh, a span of years off and that the real 2012 actually happened in 2021. And so there are a lot of varying opinions, but the overarching idea is that like there was a shift in the frequency of the planet in 2012. And, uh, I was reading that was very connected to back when there were wise ancient civilizations on our planet that were, you know, seated by, galactic consciousness, places like Lumeria and Atlantis. And um, if you don't know about these yet, they're basically uh, really high consciousness civilizations that existed back on the earth at like a point in time when the earth was at a higher frequency and could hold that consciousness. And then since then it kind of descended in consciousness and like now we're on the rise again. And so some of these beings that were previously able to exist on Earth back then and haven't been able to for quite some time because it's been we've been in a lower frequency uh, point of density 
are now able to like start coming back and basically I was reading about how this is about like 11,000 year ago, years ago there was a shift in the dimensional frequency on the planet and it went from you know a fifth dimensional frequency to a third dimensional frequency like really quickly uh and a lot of like what they called like the golden ones like weren't able to come back for the planet for, to the planet for a really long time and now people since 2012 there's been a big shift in this vibrational density on the planet that the five dimensional frequency is actually available here and so those who are coming back to this like to like the school of earth which is kind of a school of consciousness where we come to learn how to become sovereign and that involves, you know, being able to take responsibility for all parts of ourselves and then become, like, a, like, responsible part of, like, the collective whole, uh, are coming back and that's making, like, more energy and more ascension opportunities available to everyone. So I think that it's just really amazing to think of because there's, like there's so much that can shift and happen in our lifetime and it's actually so interesting because even when I think back to like 2012 like the a lot of people that we know and admire talk about 2012 being such a pivotal point for them and I know me and you both had like pretty pivotal experiences around 2012 even if we didn't entirely understand what was happening yet uh because I definitely had like my first major spiritual awakening like around 2012, around 2013. And you will hear so many people talk about that and say that. Um, and then there are a lot of people who it's like just now happening for them now. But it's funny to think about how like even spirituality, like it is so many of the themes and the ideas and the notions around it and the practices around it around it have become so incredibly mainstream in the past like I don't know like five years or so and it was not like that when we were younger so I feel like even that is like somewhat of a sign of like I kind of never really had imagined that would happen and then when it started happening and now it's just so present and it'll just be so interesting to see where it continues to go in our lifetime and what actually starts to begin to become available when we're like 50 or 60 or even beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I definitely remember my consciousness in 2012 was super dense. It was just starting to crack. I started getting really into hot yoga and it was more just the awareness. At first, it can be kind of brutal when you're like waking up and your awareness expands to how much more is possible. Like you start to wake up to the distance between like where you feel you are and what you want to be possible for yourself. It's like can be very painful, but and I, it's so funny. I started seeing and like being exposed for the first time to people talking about these ideas of collective ascension and the 5d and leaving behind all this like painful distortion and it really resonated and I felt a lot of truth in it and it didn't take long for 
me to like really go all in with myself on doing my best to co-create that elevation but I never expected to have my consciousness where it is now like 10 years later and just for me I feel like I've like experienced so much of what 10 years ago I only hoped was possible so I am really excited to see where things continue to go and I think thing about Gaia like I mentioned before and like ties into everything we've been talking about so far is this and like what we've talked about on the podcast too in the past is like this idea of the new earth Eckhart Tolle has like a book about it called A New Earth and it really ties into this idea of collective ascension because that's like what we're building as a collective as the earth and Gaia evolves holographically simultaneously as we all do individually and as a collective and it's like this idea of things in our collective memory having always been a certain way in the past no longer needing to be the way that things proceed especially when it comes to these topics of like separation benefiting at one another's expense like distortion lies basically corrupting and exploiting the planet, each other. Like, it's all very, very holographic, and that is, like, the density that we're shedding. And we've talked about before, like, building these golden light cities. And it's, like, this utopian idea of the fact that as we ascend, this new earth is possible, and it's, like, generated within each of us that is mutually beneficial abundant and very magical it is heaven on earth and it is paradise on earth and as we continue to evolve in our consciousness out of these old 3d linear constructs and into these quantum holographic awarenesses it is like i love the idea of the ancient future like when people will say the ancient future that would really resonate with me because it's like these utopian ideas like they have this like nostalgic feeling when like you tune into them and it's like these you know past life memories and we were watching this really cool video we can link it in the description of um how we perceive time and how our perception of time as like a linearity is such an illusory concept and even the idea of like past life future life is just a way to kind of fit our multifaceted multi-dimensional being into this illusory construct of time when the fact is all of these lives are happening at the same like quote unquote time when you take the quantum perspective of everything happening all at once 
which really makes the ancient future make sense because it's all just like frequency. So when we're vibrating at this frequency, like Annika was saying, like the earth has been at in the quote unquote past when Lemuria as a civilization like was present on Gaia. Like I was listening to this transmission by this woman, Livia Devi, who I mentioned earlier in this conversation, like talking about how the Lemurian blueprint is the blueprint for the new earth. So it really is the ancient future of like, we're going forward into this manifestation of like the energetic grid on Gaia that as a collective, we can have these memories of having experienced. And it's really, really cool. Like the more, yeah, the more our consciousness expands to kind of tune into these possibilities. It's like these possibilities, these memories, like there really becomes no difference. And it's just very exciting to all be like, yeah, in these like organic spaceships that are like becoming less and less dense, integrating more and more photonic light and shedding, yeah, just all this density to be able to more freely express like our unique soul's blueprint and work together to build like this new earth that's so, you know, anciently futuristic, like so organic, but so technologically advanced. It's like all these things that used to be kind of a false dichotomy, like just merging into oneness. It's a very, very beautiful and potent and cosmic and quantum experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. And the more we can be plugging our consciousness into this and like imagining it in such a way that resonates with you, as Callista was clearly just doing, like I could see what you were imagining. It's like we're all creating this together and it's created in consciousness before it's dropped into the physical and so I think a lot of us who like do remember who do resonate with these messages or who do even just like feel slightly inspired by them like the more that we can be imagining them mm-hmm. when we're, you know we I know a lot of us who are into manifesting are like mega into visioning our futures and future possibilities that we want to manifest into this physical plane and like we can all do that together to imagine a new earth because I think a lot of us came here to help with the manifestation and actualization of this next level of Gaia of this planet and of you know the universe as a whole so it is really exciting times Mm -hmm. and I feel like we'll talk about this a lot more you know as time goes on like maybe do like a part two at some point bring some other people on to talk about this exact topic because as Calista was saying it's like so foundational to everything that we're about um but And that's what's so cool about, like, the spiritual journey and the journey of consciousness, the journey of self-development. It's, like, it is this journey we're all on, like, individually, but, like, together, 
and like all the cells in the body are like improving themselves and the body is improving as a whole and there's like so many twists and turns there so many surprises like there's a lot a lot of magic to behold and just like nowhere to go but on the upward spiral even when we feel like we're not on the upward spiral probably just like on this like interesting part of the spiral that like might feel a little bit challenging but then we keep going up we keep we keep spiraling so do you have any closing thoughts do you want to share well I was just thinking that's why like we changed our little slogan because we used to always say this is the podcast about reprogramming our subconscious mind and then we realized like it is beyond that it is like our whole consciousness as like a part of this process where we all are creating like heaven on earth and it is just very awesome like not to be cheesy but it's very much the honor to be participating in this experience altogether. Truly, truly. Yeah. So as always and like going forward, that's what this podcast and like this community is going to encompass is like any modality, any topic, like any avenue that is like a heaven on earth technology that like makes this life uh, more enjoyable, wonderful, beautiful for everyone and for all of us together. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. And it's an honor to be on the subship with you. It's an honor to be traversing the galaxy towards complete heaven on earth for everybody. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Brainwash Yourself. If you want to support the pod in any way, we so appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a review or if you share one of your favorite episodes with a friend or a family member who you think would really vibe with it. And if you share it to your Instagram story as well, you can tag us at Brainwash Yourself Podcast. Or old-fashioned email us if you want to chat, if you have a topic idea, if you have any questions, brainwashyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We love you, and we'll catch you on the next one.